Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 12.35 at Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you. Oilers Now. Uh, this is a huge uh, week, obviously, uh, for the Oilers hockey team. It's also a huge week stateside in college football. The two national semifinals taking place tomorrow. Auburn right now is playing Purdue, so this is the SEC against the uh, Big Ten. 35-7 for Auburn early in the second quarter. They are lighting them up for fun. Alabama against Oklahoma tomorrow night at 6. It's going to work out perfectly. we got the Oilers and the Sharks from 2 to 5. And uh, being father of the year that I am, I'll be driving home after the game to watch uh, Alabama-Oklahoma because nothing says fatherhood more than that. Just letting you know. All right. Uh, a guy who's winning f- truly father of the year for taking his family stateside for Christmas is going to join us next on our River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. And his appearances every Friday are brought to you by the River Cree Resort Casino. Again, they've got tomorrow night, 5440. And Live and Let Die, a Paul McCartney tribute on New Year's Eve. We welcome back to the show, Elliot Friedman. Hi, Elliot. How are you? I'm doing well, Mr. Stoffer. Believe me, I have abandoned my family for plenty of sporting events over the years. Okay. So it's totally understood. Totally understood, eh? Uh, <laughs> all righty. Well, let's get to the news of the day. You were the guy to uh, report the fact that uh, Zikov has gone on waivers. The orders later tweeting out for the purpose of assignment. Do you think there's a possibility Carolina claims him back because they can send him down to the farm if that's the case? Or another the, team? Or another team? The only thing that's going to hurt him, Bob, is he's got a two-year, one-way deal, right? Yeah. That's that. I mean, look, if he was on a one-year deal, even if it was one way, I would say for sure he gets claimed. Two years one way, that's what I've heard is the only sticking point there. Yeah. That, that, that's the issue. 675000 bucks on a, a two-year deal on a, on a one-way. Uh, my, my theory on this was, you know, he was a really good player in Carolina's organization in the minors. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, I brought this up with Brent. I mean, we had people. I, I wasn't leading the charge to claim him here in Edmonton, but we had media guys that wanted him claimed. And my only mm-hmm. point was, I mean, I, if he can't score, like, what's the one thing Carolina can't do? They what? can't score. They cannot yeah. score. So you know, They get lots of shots, but they can't score. All right. So if he couldn't gain traction there, 
and they can't score, why would you think he'd come to a team where they get fewer shots and be able to score here? I don't know. Like that. Yeah, that well, I, I thought it was absolutely worth a title. I yes. Thought it was, yes. I thought it was a smart try. It just it didn't work. And this also says to me that you guys are going to take a big run with Yamamoto now and see where he is. Yeah. Well, and part of it, you know, Ken Hitchcock has come in here. Uh, I do not envision that this will be a one-year thing for Ken. Like, I think Ken's going to be coaching the team next year as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would probably, uh, you know, I mean, Elliot, 11 years of doing color, I'm at eight head coaches. You know what I'm saying? There, there comes a point. You know why, Bob? Because they all got sick of you. So you think that's, at the end of the day, you think it's about me, eh? Yes, I do. I think it's quite possible. You have been talking to my wife, haven't you? (laughs) You know, as my wife always says to me too, Elliot, the less I see you, the more I like you. I get that a lot. I hear that all the time. Like every, every, my wife's actually happy to see me uh, when I come back, and so is my daughter when I come back. My my son is always happy to see me because he's incredibly loyal. But yeah. my my wife and daughter, the women in my lives, they're they're hey, it's when I time for you to go back on the road. I hear that once in a while in my house. Yeah, it sounds like we got the same family. There you go. <laughs> all right, now that this. Uh, Roster freeze is over, Elliot. Yep, yep. Are we going to start seeing some action here? You know, I I believe so, but I've been saying that for a little bit. It, it, it's interesting. I had a I had a conversation with one general manager last week, just before the break, and and he was telling me that, you know, his his owner, he spoke to his owner about his plans, and the owner said. You know, uh, okay, like I, I have faith in your judgment. You do what you need to do. And he said the only thing he asked them was, look, if you're going to trade this guy, this guy, and this guy, and you get a great offer and you say we're never going to beat this offer, go ahead and do it. He said the only thing I want to put in your ear is if you don't just trade someone for the sake of trading them. Like don't think you have to get rid of payroll or anything like that. The one thing I would just say is, if you think the offers will be better, hold on to the player because we have to give our ticket-buying fans something to come to games for. And I thought that was really interesting. Like, sometimes we forget that as much as this is a game, it's also a business. Yes. And in a lot of ways, it's probably a lot more of a business than it is a game. Um, and that was an interesting reminder for me. So I, I think there are teams who say, look, if, if we don't get what we want, we're not doing this right now because we have tickets to sell and fans want to see these players and fans buy tickets wanting to see certain guys. Um, so, you know, I, I think that's a factor. Unless you really think you're getting what you want. And, you know, I asked a couple other guys and they said, it's not unusual to hear that from your owner. So I bet you there's more than one team thinking about that. I think there's a lot of talk out there, Bob. But as we've learned, it doesn't mean people are going to be pulling the trigger. Now, this is not considered a deep draft in the first round. And, and, and Jack Hughes, as talented as he is, is not considered, I don't think, a generational player. Right. Um, as a result, could we see some you know, bottom half of the first round picks potentially in play? I don't know, Bob. I still think guys don't like that. Unless, you know... Like, even Buffalo, I heard. Like, I'll give you an example. Like, here's the Sabres. They've got a great chance of making the playoffs. Yes. 
they've they've really improved this year. They're going in the right direction. They have the possibility of four first round picks in the next two years. I think it is. Yeah. And 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 I heard that they were thinking of moving one of those picks to give them a better shot this year. And I looked into it, and I was told that it wasn't happening. That. They're not doing it for a rental. Now, if you want to trade that, if you want to do it for a 22- or 23-year-old player that they're going to have under control for a while and they would consider giving up a first-rounder for, then they would consider it. But they're not doing it for a rental. And if a team that feels like they're going to be in the playoffs is thinking that way, the teams that are out, um, you know, you you don't want that. Um you know, look, look at how much Calgary sweated out last year when they were waiting for to see where their Hamannick pick ended up. Look how much Ottawa's had to sweat it out, you know, first in their decision to take Kachuk and, and now where they're going to be next year. St. Louis is that team this year. They have a top 10 protected pick, and if they want to keep it, they have to give it up next year. I, I just don't think people like that hanging over them. Um, you know, sometimes you're forced into making those decisions. When Ottawa made the Duchesne trade, there's no way they thought it was going to turn out like this. Yes. When St. Louis made the O'Reilly trade, there's no way they thought it was going to turn out like this. And you get boxed in. But generally, Bob, I don't think those teams really like to do that. Because even if, like, say, Jack Hughes is not a generational player, but your, your pick ends up winning the lottery... That, that's just, just an ugly, ugly feeling. Well, another team that is in a position of strength is Colorado. Yes, They're another are. team, like, they've got Ottawa's number one no matter what. I think got it's it. fair to say that's going to be a top-ten pick. Like, there's no way it's not a top-ten pick. It sure looks like it. Like, yeah. I mean, Ottawa has far exceeded expectations to this point, and I don't know if they can sustain it, especially, I mean, if, if I was... So if the goalie, like the goalie, Anderson's out right now. Yeah. McKenna's playing tonight. They're going back-to-back. Back. They're going to have Washington waiting for them at home tomorrow. Yeah. Like, it's a tough task. Yeah. Really tough task. And, yeah. you know, can Shabbat keep up what he's done so far this year? I, I look at... Let's, you know what? We'll get to Colorado in a second. Let's, let's look yeah. at Ottawa. Okay? Yeah. Are they going to be able to re-sign Duchesne and Stone? Both? I don't know. Uh, it's... I mean, look, they're eligible. Stone can re-sign on Tuesday. You know, he's eligible, eligible yeah. January 1st to re-sign. You're allowed to talk to him. You just couldn't pull the trigger until Tuesday. Um, it's tough. Like, like the one thing that, like, uh, with Eric Carlson last year, they offered him $11 million. Now, they never, they never talked about structure or any of that kind of thing. Sure. Uh, I think Carlson had just decided that, he was. He, it was time to go. I think he just made the decision. And you know, I, I look at this. I look at these guys, and look. You look at all the big deals that are getting done now. They're they all have bonuses. A lot of them have lockout protection. Is Ottawa willing to do that? And I think the other thing too is, you know, this this whole thing with the arena. It is such like the, the only people who aren't panicking are the league. They like they are so quiet about it, and they're also so I don't know if unconcerned is the word, but they don't seem to consider it. Or never mind, they don't seem they don't consider it a dire situation. So they've got a plan, but nobody really knows what that plan is or how. Like they are going to be in the current situation 
until at least 2023, at least, wow. yeah. and probably longer. Yeah. Like, I just think, like, it, it's a lot to ask. You're, you're asking guys who want to win to give up the primes of their years in a lot of ways. And yeah. I just think it's a big ask. Well, here's the deal. If they got to move those guys... They got to get number ones back to offset what they, they will. Right. That, that's, they will. That, right. And that's what they got to get. Colorado. Like Duchesne, Duchesne's a center, yeah. and everyone's looking for centers. And Mark Stone, Bob. I mean, Mark Stone is a great player. Like, I, I did something last week. I was looking at all of, like, every player on the team, five on five, is better with them than yes. without them. Yeah. Except for, like, two very small cases Ben Harper and Zach Smith. Yeah. So, but, and but there, like, there are some wild swings for guys like Zingle and Shabbat and Tierney when they play with this guy. Yeah. Well, and Zingle's another guy that could be potentially in play. But you know, I think get, they're trying to. I also think they're really trying to sign him. So they'll get. You know, if they have to move both those guys, I mean, you you got to figure for Stone alone, they would be able to get a number one, a really good prospect, and then a current player, and that, it's probably the same recipe for both guys. So I mean, you got. I mean, the question is, like, are other teams going to be able to talk to them about extending them? I'm right. sure if it gets to that point, they probably. Will. All right. In Colorado's case, so let's let's go there because they're a team. I, I'm not sure they follow to the top three in the uh, Central. It's turned out the Central maybe hasn't turned out to be as good as people thought. Minnesota's mm-hmm. got some injuries now. Uh, Dallas has been scuffling. I mean, the, hey, the orders have dropped four straight, but Dallas hasn't kicked the snot out of it either. They are going to get a pretty significant D-man back here. But Colorado, uh, they've been dropping some games. Yeah. Do they, knowing that they've got Ottawa's pick, do they put their yeah. number one out there? I know for a fact that they're looking for another top six forward. Yeah. I think they're looking for D, too. Well, they've got a D coming, and he's really good. Oh, yeah, he's but, – but you're not getting him. They're the number one team in the NCAA, right? So you're not getting yeah. him until at least March. Yeah. So now, now, the thing with that is, I think the biggest question is, what do they consider themselves? Are they, are, are they in we're going for it mode, or are they in, are, are, are they in you know what, we're good, we're going to be better, we're going to be good for a while, but we're not ready to do this yet. That's what it comes down to. I think it's going to come down to how ready they feel to go for it. Now, they got some big, like, I think they're interested in Kevin Hayes, but I think that's going to be a lottery, and they may not want to pay the price. But, you know, this is their last year of Varlamov, if they don't keep him. This is their last year of Ranton under the ELC, yeah. and we know he's going to have a big raise. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're lo- they lucked out with McKinnon. They got him locked in uh, for a long time at an excellent number. People weren't but- saying that, Elliot, and this is how quickly things can change. Uh, you know, Giroux two years ago, tough year. McKinnon two years ago, tough year. People weren't necessarily saying that about McKinnon two years ago. That's true, but, you know, the- I think one thing we're learning, Bob, like it's always better just to lock guys in. Like, you know, we're, we're talking McDavid at 12-5, right? Yeah. and <laughs> How much of a bargain is that going to look like in two years? Well, when Matthews gets 14 this summer, I guess we'll know. I don't know if it's going to go to 14, but I do think he's going to – I do think there's a chance. He's uh, a decent chance he's above McDavid's number, yes. Okay. But um, I don't think – I don't know if it will go that high. Unless, 
I just don't think Toronto's going to let that go to offer sheet. I yeah. think they're going to get that done. Well, Nylander, I mean, that's that's what's going to happen there. They're going to trade him for D. <laughs> we'll see. They're trading. I've made enough. He- I've made enough headlines this year. Hey, man, they're they're not. They're going to sign Matthews. They're going to sign Marner. Marner's, yes, they will. Marner's better than Nylander. They've signed he's dynamite. He is really. Yeah, he's, he's a ter- really he's that, a terrific player, and they and they've got real depth on their wings. Yeah, right. And that's all right, Elliot. Very quickly, just because this is a show called Oilers now in Edmonton. Yes, Elliot yeah. Friedman, courtesy of the River Cree Resort Casino. Again, Elliot's favorite uh, band from back in the day, fifty four forty. Uh, tomorrow yeah. night at the River Cree Resort Casino, you can go there after the. I like game. my Paul McCartney tribute bands too. I'm big into those. There you go. I so you know them. both yeah. the events at the River Cree this weekend. Um, here we go, Edmonton. Yeah. Uh, I put out on Twitter this morning because everybody's all scoring up. I get that, but even if uh, you, you know, I mean, Russell, we expect back at some time in the next two games, maybe is there and maybe no chase on tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. But, and I know everybody's freaking out about the lack of scoring depth, and it's a legitimate concern, and you already addressed Yamamoto, and I put that out there five or six days ago. I mean, I just see the way Hitchcock's worked with Karen Pugliarvi, the patience he's shown with Edmonton yeah. draft and developed players. As much as everybody says they got to get another top six forward, in my mind, they got to continue to improve the D. Do you agree or disagree? I agree. You agree? 100%. I yeah. 100%. I, I agree with that. And, um, you know, hey, like, it was on your show where Sorelli talked about the defenseman not being able to make passes. It's so critical now. Um, you know, I mean, there's only so many times you can give it to McDavid and say, okay, go ignite the offense. And he can. But he's not on the ice for 35 minutes a game. You gotta, you gotta sort that out. And I, I absolutely agree with you that they're gonna need to look for defense. Yeah. And um, you know, I I think, but I think defense is gonna be interesting. Like Toronto's in the market for D. They're not looking for rentals. They've said they're looking for guys with term. Um, you know, and I'm not convinced that Adler is going anywhere. I think. You know, I, 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 he was a guy a lot of teams were looking at. I think Pittsburgh was looking at him earlier in the year. He's never shown any inclination to leave Vancouver. And all of a sudden, even though they've played more games than anyone else, he's in the race. They're in the race. Yeah. Um, and, and he's been a big reason why since he got back healthy. I mean, you know, a lot of these moves aren't going to be easy. But I do agree with you. I think the bigger need is on D. Well, uh, I mean, especially because Clapham was such a horse, he was yeah. he was eliminating so many of your problems. Well, that was playing great. Even once he comes back, I would contemplate adding more D. Uh, well, for sure. I mean, you can play thirty minutes a night. You got to solve that the rest of the game, yeah. right? But not having him there is it's just a huge hole. And, and part of it for me is here. you can't count on Secker to ever get back to what he was a couple of years ago. It's just been two significant of injuries and that sort of thing. So and Achilles too. Like Achilles is a big deal. Yeah. Elliot, it's how about a really big deal? Uh, what are the Freedmans doing on uh, New Year's Eve? Nothing. We're we're pretty quiet on on New Year's Eve. Um, and, you know, we're not going to. We're are, we're not sending a show to South Bend this year. Um, so I'm sure we'll just have a quiet night with maybe some of our relatives, and we'll see if uh, our seven year old Max can last to midnight tonight or a midnight that night. If not. Mommy and Daddy will just have to have a drink without them. All right. Well, uh, I know the Stoffers are they're going to the Winnipeg game. Uh, so nice. Uh, yeah, and uh, Hudson's looking uh, more forward to uh, seeing the Harlem Globetrotters than seeing the Jets. Oh, that that's pretty awesome. That that's his deal. 
So the, the Globetrotters is always a great show. Yeah, so that'll be a good one. Hey, Elliot, take care. Happy New Year. Hey, Bob, have a happy New Year. All the best to you and your family. Happy New Year, Edmonton. Have a great year, guys. Courtesy of the River Creek Resort and Casino, that is Elliot Freeman, guest on the show, received gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Now open for lunch, Monday through Friday at 11.30 a.m. Roos Chris, it's the greatest steak you've ever had. Follow the sizzle to 99.90 Jasper Avenue. Tell Rebecca and the staff, Oilers Now sent you. This is Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.